Hello and welcome to another teaching from 119 Ministries. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is still true and directly related to our lives today. If you would like to learn more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. When confronted with the option, do we sacrifice truth for unity or unity for truth? Our Messiah himself said he came to bring a sword, not peace. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. So where does that put his priority? Listen to what he says next. Matthew chapter 10, verses 35 through 36. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. So much for unity. When you stand for the truth, no matter how much love you show, your enemies will be revealed. And you might be surprised just who they turn out to be. He then continues, Matthew chapter 10, verses 37 through 38. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Our allegiance to the word of God is the utmost priority in the eyes of Yahweh, regardless of what it costs, even if it costs family, let alone friendships or leadership. What was the sword that he brought that these verses speak of? It was the Word of God. All of the teachings of our Messiah was in bringing his people back to the Word, the truth. He was the prophet that Moses spoke of in Deuteronomy. Chapter 18, verses 15 through 19. Yahweh your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of Yahweh my God or see this great fire any more, lest I die. And Yahweh said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words, that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. It's the word of God that the Messiah was preaching, the very words given through Moses. He called it a sword. Paul did the same. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. It's the word of God that reveals truth. What is the definition of truth? Psalm 119, verse 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is truth. No wonder he said he didn't come to abolish the law, Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through 19. The law is the truth. Truth draws a line. It's a line of division. It's a line that forces a decision of choosing sides, 
It's that simple. To crucify self or compromise, obedience or disobedience, light or darkness, wheat or tares, sheep or goats, wise or unwise. Is that not what the Messiah taught? It's in truth, God's law, that we are to strive for unity. This is what Paul taught. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Note that it doesn't say unity in peace, but rather in the faith. Unity of peace, however, removes the line of truth. Truth becomes subjective to the circumstances instead of vice versa. Truth becomes relative and no longer the standard to walk in. When peace and unity takes precedence, truth becomes an obscure background. What else does the scripture tell us about truth? 1 John chapter 5, verse 6. This is he who came by water and blood, Yeshua Messiah, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. The Spirit is the truth. Interesting, isn't it? The law is the truth. The Spirit is truth. And it's the Spirit that puts the law in our hearts. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 27. And I will put my Spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. What else do we know about the Spirit? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And what did the Messiah say about himself? John chapter 14, verse 6. Yeshua said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So then, the law is the truth. The Spirit is the truth. Yeshua is the Spirit and Yeshua is the truth. Talk about unity. There's actually more, but for the sake of time, let's stay on topic. Consider the following, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We see here that the unity we are to seek out is that of the unity of the Spirit, the Lord, the truth, the law, not unity of peace. Let's read it again, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Consider these words of Yeshua in referring to our unity. John chapter 17, verses 22 and 23. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. How does the Messiah say that we are perfected in unity here? It's by way of the Father in Yeshua 
and Yeshua in us. Think about this for a moment. First, the Father, John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Therefore, the Father was and is the Word. Then, John chapter 1, verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This parallels Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Therefore, all of the Word, who is God, dwells in Christ. And now that same Word is in us. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. James chapter 1, verse 21. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So, are we to test everything in accordance to peace? Do we test everything in accordance to unity? No, we test everything to the Word, who is Yahweh, Yeshua, the Spirit, the truth, the law. Acts chapter 17, verse 11. Now these Jews, Bereans, were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. The Bereans didn't take everything Paul taught for the sake of unity. They tested everything he said to the word, the sword, regardless of unity. What were the scriptures that were available at that time? It was the Old Testament, the Tanakh. There was no New Testament yet, so everything Paul said had to be in agreement with the Tanakh. The Bereans were not focused on unity. They were focused on truth. If unity, for the sake of unity and peace, was the focus of the Messiah, he wouldn't have confronted the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. He would have gone along with them. But as it is, we know his focus was on reestablishing the truth to his people. If unity is not in truth, then it's in error. Let us say this again. If unity is not in truth, then it's an error. Remember, the people were in unity not long after Noah. However, that was not the unity the Father desired. The place became known as Babel. We don't trust leadership for the sake of peace or unity. We trust leadership when they are proven by the word. If someone says, trust us because we're your leadership, Red flags should definitely pop up everywhere you go. If your leadership is not willing to be tested, then you need to stand up and be a Berean, even under pressure. This needs to be done regardless of accusations that you're disturbing the unity or the peace of the congregation. The fact is you're calling for truth, God's truth. It's the truth that sets us free, not unity or peace. Our Messiah delivered the word, the truth. The focus of the believer's walk is to be the truth, the word. Everyone is accountable to being a Berean. Everyone is accountable to the word, especially teachers. James chapter 3, verse 1. 
Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Authority only comes from the Word. If one teaches something outside of the Word, then they are outside of God, and no one is obligated to submit to that authority. In fact, you are to flee from this leadership and be the watchman on the wall that calls it out. Be the Berean. Test everything. It is better to be divided by truth than united in error. We hope you've enjoyed this study. Remember to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.